What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the First Team All Pro Podcast. This is episode 69 with your host, LT Nasty. We got a lot to get into. We're going to be recapping round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs and the NBA playoffs. We're going to talk a little bit about baseball, the MLB. We'll talk about the standings uh, so far. And uh, we'll also be talking about the NBA draft lottery. So we'll get into that in a little bit. so actually, let's start off with the last thing I just mentioned, the NBA draft lottery. Uh, the Spurs get the number one pick in the NBA draft. I mean, this is, I mean, honestly, it shouldn't be that surprising considering how bad the Spurs were this year. Uh, but yeah. They were absolutely terrible this year. So it doesn't really surprise me that they were going to be in like the top five area. But uh, I honestly thought, I honestly thought a different team was going to end up getting the number one pick. And now that the Spurs have the number one pick, they're uh, most likely going to end up selecting Victor Webinyama. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens come uh, draft night. Who knows? They might not. But uh, I'll be honest with you, I think it would be a dumb decision if they didn't uh, draft Webinyama. But uh, yeah, so here are the results. Uh, I already said it, the Spurs hold the number one pick. Uh, the number two pick is uh, belongs to the Charlotte Hornets. At, the, at number three, it's the Portland Trailblazers. At the fourth pick, Houston Rockets. Uh, the Pistons have the fifth pick. The Magic have the sixth pick. Pacers have the 7th pick, uh, the Wizards have the 8th pick, the Utah Jazz have the ninth pick, the Mavericks have the 10th pick, uh, the Magic have another pick, uh, they have the 11th pick, uh, as well as the 6th pick, uh, the Thunder have the 12th pick, the Raptors have the 13th pick, and the Pelicans have the 14th pick. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when uh, draft night rolls around, but uh yeah, I, I mean, the Spurs are more likely than not going to get a generational talent in Victor Webb and Yama. Uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like I said, uh, maybe they go for someone else, but I highly doubt it. Uh, just I, I, I feel bad for Pistons fans because they they were terrible. They were downright terrible. And they only got the fifth pick. Uh, And keep in mind that the Pistons have been terrible for a while. Like, it's been a very long time since the Pistons were good. I'd say the last time they were, like, really, really good was uh, their championship win in 2004. Uh, I think that was the last time the Pistons were like really, really good, uh, but uh, yeah, tough times in Detroit. But uh, the Blazers get the third pick, so that's gonna that's gonna be interesting. Like, I'm not really concerned with you know who goes where. Like, I pick like six through fourteen. I I think it's gonna be more interesting to see who goes one through five, who gets selected at one, two, three, four, and five. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. But, uh, yeah, honestly, that's all I have to add uh, about the draft lottery for now. Uh, And I'll probably highlight this again 
uh, or look back on this uh, in a uh, future episode when the NBA draft uh, takes place. So, but for now, that, that that's all I have to say on the draft lottery. I know it really wasn't a whole lot that I talked about, but I'm going to be honest, there really wasn't a whole lot to really talk about uh, about the uh, draft lottery regardless. I mean, aside from, you know, the Spurs getting the number one pick. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so Spurs get the first pick, Hornets get the second pick, Trailblazers get the third pick, Rockets get the fourth pick, uh, the Pistons get the fifth pick, the Magic at six, Pacers get the seventh pick, Wizards get the eighth pick, Jazz get the ninth pick, Mavericks get the tenth pick, Magic get the eleventh pick, OKC gets the twelfth pick, Raptors get the thirteenth pick, and the Pelicans get the fourteenth pick. So if you didn't hear me the first time around because I was probably talking too fast, uh, there you go. But anyway, moving right along. Let's move to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's go to the round two recap uh, of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's, let's start there, and then we'll conclude the episode by you know talking a little bit about a, a little bit about of uh, baseball. We'll uh, get you updated for the MLB standings, and then uh, also conclude the episode with the NBA playoffs. Uh, round two recap. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do the round two recap of the NBA playoffs before I close it out with the uh, with some baseball talk. So yeah, so I'll be talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs now. Then I'm then I'm going to talk about the round two of the NBA playoffs, and then I'm going to bring the episode home with some MLB talk. Anyway, enough of that. Enough of me <laughs> repeating myself because I'm pretty sure I just did like two times, maybe three times, right there. So apologies if I repeated myself. Anyway, round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, the Leafs got, let's start with the Leafs-Panthers series. The Leafs got absolutely manhandled. Like, they had no answers for the Florida Panthers all series. It was crystal clear. Uh, anyone that watched that series could point that out. Uh, Panthers won in five games. Uh, not surprised because I think I might have said it in the last episode. Uh Considering they, you know, beat they, you know, they upset the Bruins in the first round, like they were going to be a tough test. Like they're going to be tough for any team that has to play them. And look what happened with Toronto. Like they, Toronto got absolutely dismantled, absolutely dismantled. And it's like, like Lee fans are probably thinking, in the back of their minds, like, oh great, we we won, we won the we finally won a first round matchup, and then we just got our asses kicked by the Panthers. Honestly, it's very valid thoughts because that that has to be one of the most depressing ends to a playoff run. And I know the Leafs have had a lot of depressing ends to playoff runs, considering they've ended. Well, I can't even call their last few years of playoff runs, really a playoff run because they, the Leafs have always gotten knocked out in the first round. Uh, but that's besides the point. Yeah. So, and, and speaking of the Leafs, uh, the Leafs aren't bringing back Kyle Dubas, uh, their GM. So uh, 
big changes are coming in the Leafs organization. Uh, honestly, it makes sense because it honestly makes sense because they've been underachieving for, you know, the better half of basically for the entirety of Dubas's tenure there. Uh, and then of course, you know, the last God knows how many years, uh, it's like they ended a playoff drought or, or play or a first round drought, I should say, actually no playoff series drought just to get, uh, manhandled by the Panthers. And it's also going to be interesting to see what players the Leafs, uh, move moving forward, like move and keep, uh, because obviously there's concerns with, you know, Tavares, Matthews, or concerns with the play of Tavares, Matthews, Marner, and Nylander in the playoffs. And it, uh, to be honest, it's very valid concerns because they did not show up in round two. None of them showed up in round two. Sorry, Lee fans. Uh, I hate to be that guy, but you are more likely than not losing one or two of those players. Oh, I, I and I also completely forgot about Morgan Riley. I forgot about him as well. So he, like, sorry again, sorry Lee fans, but you're more likely than not going to end up losing two two of those players. However, I will say this: you absolutely cannot get rid of Austin Matthews. That is an absolute. You you just cannot let that happen. Just cannot let that happen. Like he is one of the players. And I know everyone's going to try to argue, argue this point. Well, he hasn't done much in the playoffs. But, yeah, at the same time, like, if it wasn't for him and, you know, Marner and, you know, if it wasn't for him and, you know, Mitch Marner and probably John Tavares as well, I don't think the Leafs make the playoffs the last couple of years. Let's be honest with ourselves. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Leafs do uh, in the offseason. Like I said, they absolutely cannot, like, panic and blow everything to smithereens. But at some point, you have to consider who, uh, like, who do we need to keep around and who should we immediately get rid of. Uh, I'm not thinking of immediately get rid of, but I think personally uh, – these are just this is just my thoughts and opinions. So, you know, every of course everyone's going to have a differing opinion, a differing opinion. But uh, wow, I I stuttered there. Wow, that was bad. Uh, I think you got to move on from Neilander. That's just my personal opinion. Got to move on from Neilander. The thing is, what team? I which brings up my next point. I'm curious to see what team will be interested in taking him uh, because I, I could tell you one thing with the John Tavares contract, like no one's going, no one's taking that John Tavares contract. So he's, he's not getting moved. Uh, like who knows? And I'm going to be honest. I don't think anyone's going to take Mitch Marner. I don't think anyone's going to take Mitch Marner's contract unless they have a re- unless they have a very, very big like cap situation. If like their cap space is huge, like if, uh, I, I probably should have worded that better, but if they have like, well, let me put it like this. Unless a team has significant cap space to do it, I feel like no one's going to take uh, Mitch Marner or, or 
offer anything up for Mitch Marner. It's not going to happen. And here's another problem uh, for, you know, those teams that would probably interact with the Leafs for trade talks for like Marner or potentially like Tavares. And obviously that's a long shot, but uh, they most likely have to give up multiple first round picks or like a first and a second because there's just, there's just no way the Leafs are going to trade them for nothing. There's just no way. And like I said, trading Tavares and Marner is basically, or I should say trading Tavares uh, is a long shot because of that contract. Mitch Marner, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but like I said, uh, William Nylander is, I, I feel like he's going to be the one that gets moved in the offseason uh, or the most likely to get moved in the offseason to another team. Anyway, uh, enough of that. Uh, we'll get more. We'll get right into a like full off-season video when the Stanley Cup playoffs come to an end. So, anyway, back to it. The Panthers, like I said, beat the Leafs in uh, five games. Uh, the Hurricanes beat the Devils in five games. I'm gonna be honest. It, I, I saw that coming. Like I saw that coming from a mile away. Because considering the Hurricanes are missing, like, some key players uh, and they're still, like, going out and dominating opponents in the playoffs, like, it, it, like it's just ridiculous. Carolina is absurdly good. And, and, the Devil, and the Devils got absolutely – they got, much like the Leafs, uh, the Devils got absolutely dismantled. And uh, – which makes you wonder, which it, it really makes me wonder how the Rangers, how the New York Rangers would have done if they somehow beat the Devils and played Carolina in a rematch of last year's uh, second round matchup. It, 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 and if you want my answer, I feel like the Rangers probably would have gotten their ass kicked as well. Like the way the Rangers played, especially in that first round season, especially in that first round series against New Jersey, even if they did win game seven, like going up in a rematch against the Canes, like, I don't know, considering how sluggish the Rangers looked at times in that series against New Jersey, I feel like they definitely, I feel like Carolina definitely would have taken advantage of it and basically kicked their ass. I'm sorry, uh, fellow Ranger fans, if you don't like it, but you don't like the talk. But it's true because it, it's just true. Like the Rangers did not look good outside of basically the first two games of that series. After that, it was basically an uphill battle. And they were, uh, funny enough, they were up 2-0 in that series. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting off track here because I'm still frustrated about that Rangers uh, first round exit. But just some thoughts, just something to think about, like just something to think about. Like it had the Rangers won that series, they'd probably had that Rangers won that series against New Jersey. They'd be probably, they probably would be getting the same treatment uh, against Carolina, even though they literally beat Carolina last year, a fully, basically a fully healthy, uh, well, almost a fully healthy Kane's uh, team last year. Anyway, 
Moving along. Yeah. Canes one and five uh, against the Devils. And the Devils will be back. Uh, I, I feel like if they make some, if they play their offseason smart, uh, if they make some smart moves, uh, I feel like they definitely will be back. But uh, anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, Vegas beat Edmonton in six. Uh, yeah, I mean, under one word comes to mind when I uh, think about, you know, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers. Underachieving. Underachieving. They did it again after making the conference finals last year uh, and, you know, eventually getting swept by Colorado. Uh, they took a step back this year and Vegas didn't Vegas did not let their foot off the gas gas pedal all series long. Uh, just didn't happen. And uh, Edmonton once again gets bounced. So it's going to be – this is another team that I'm curious to see what they uh, do in the offseason, the Edmonton the Edmonton Oilers. Like, what do they need to do to get over the hump? It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, me, personally, I'm going to offer my opinions on this. Defense. Defense, defense, defense. Because uh, they are so – they that is a team that is incredibly, like, top six heavy. It doesn't work. It don't, When you have a team – when you're a team that's top six heavy and you have to rely on like two or three players to get you going, uh, it usually doesn't end up working out well. I mean, I and I would know because I'm a Rangers fan. I saw it firsthand with the Rangers against the Devils in the playoffs and uh, this year. And I, I know I go, I'm going back to this, but it's a good example because the Rangers rely heavy on you know, me, they relied heavy on guys like Mika Zibanejad and Artemi Panarin, and it just, and they vanished. They vanished in the uh, first round. Uh, but th- this is, you know, it's probably a bad comparison considering, you know, who the Oilers have on their top six. But, you know, still, aside from McDavid, Dreisaitl, uh and what Zach Hyman, uh, the rest of the Oilers team completely collapsed. I, I mean, literally, it, it's like the complete opposite situation that the Rangers had. It's like the the Oilers stars showed up, like the oil. Like no, there's no denying it. Like McDavid and you know Drysidel, uh, Zach Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, and you know, you know Evander Kane. Uh, you know, those guys showed up like those guys showed up to play. Uh, they made their presence known in the series, but everyone else nowhere to be found, nowhere to be, nowhere to be found. Uh, and again, uh, the Rangers going back to the Rangers for a second, like Panarin and Zibanejad, they didn't show up and it showed and look what happened. The Rangers uh, completely fell apart, but still. Still, it was a tale of two different stories. One team had their super had their stars show up, and they ended up losing the series. The other team, uh, which is obviously the Rangers, had their stars vanish in the thin air, uh, and they lost the series. So, 
That brings, and you're probably wondering, where am I going with this? Uh, you need to have a complete team. You need to have the entire roster going top to bottom, a complete team. And I'm not talking like incredible, like top six heavy team. You need a balanced team. Like they obviously they have the Oilers have Zach Hyman, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, all those guys. And that's that's the top six. And then you got to figure out the bottom six and the defense. And that was the biggest problem for the Oilers, you know, aside from goaltending at times. But that's besides the point. And it showed in the playoffs. Like if you do not have a completely a almost a perfectly constructed team top to bottom. You will not succeed in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And if you do, you're only going to win a round. Maybe get away with winning a second round. Maybe winning two rounds. But that's that's pushing your luck right there. And the another thing with the Oilers, like they're again going back. It's all about their defense. Like, well, not completely all about their defense, but still, like I said, kind of a almost a poorly constructed team. And I know Oilers fans are going to come from my head after making that statement, but it's true. You need to have a perfectly constructed, well, not like a hundred percent perfect. And I know I'm repeating myself, but you cannot focus solely on, you cannot think having a, you know, three or four, five top guys in the top six and having nothing after that is going to work. You just can't think that way. And the Oilers once again paid the price for it. They took a step back this year. Anyway, enough of my ramblings. I'll get into, uh, I'll get into, like I said, I'll get into all that in a uh, another episode. Uh, in when the Stanley Cup playoffs end, so I'll do an off season. I'll do an off season video talking about what each team. Well, not what each team needs to do, but you know what all actually, yeah, what all team, what all the teams need to do to uh, uh, have a successful off season and you know have success next year. That video will probably end up being two hours long. Let's be honest. Although it will be interesting to see if I can uh, if I can do that for two hours. Who knows? But anyway, yeah, Vegas one and six over Edmonton. Edmonton takes a step back. Now, this one, I was kind of disappointed. I wanted to see the Seattle crack and create some chaos. Unfortunately, we did not get any chaos uh, on the Western Conference side. Uh, the Stars won in seven games. Honestly, considering considering where the Kraken were last year in their first in, the, in their first season, hats off to them because, you know, I don't think anyone expected them to make the playoffs. And not only did they make the playoffs, they defeated the uh, Colorado Avalanche. They knocked off the defending Stanley Cup champions in their first playoff uh, appearance. So good for them. So now that leads us to uh, the final four. Uh, the Stars against Vegas. I believe game one, I believe game one is tonight. Uh, and then the Panthers and Hurricanes and 
that's that right there. What I just mentioned is the reason I did not record last night because I was watching because game one was the other night and anyone that watched it, you, you know, you know, because that that game went four overtimes that almost went five overtimes until Matthew Kachuk ended it in overtime. Like I was basically up till give or take 2 a.m. Just about on the East Coast. Like I could not imagine being a Hurricanes fan in that building at PNC Arena, you know, watching your team uh, in the playoffs go to four overtimes just to lose in game one. Like that's tough. And on top of that, most, if not all of those people in that arena had to go to work. So they had to be ready in like, they had to go back to their homes, wake up in like four, go to sleep and wake up in like four or five hours. So their sleep schedule for most, for most of those people got screwed up badly. Uh, Or, you know, another thing probably happened and everyone that went to that game probably called in, probably called in like sick or something. I wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't surprise me. And I honestly don't blame them. I honestly don't blame them one bit. But yeah, so that's that's the recap of the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, like I said, Panthers are up one nothing in the series. And then Vegas and Dallas, uh, they play tonight. So uh, or that series kicks off tonight, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I thought I would be able to cram in a little bit about baseball right here, but uh, that's probably gonna hold off for now. Probably, I think the next episode uh, will probably be a fully loaded baseball episode, uh, unless you know the conference finals for the Stanley Cup playoffs and NBA playoffs uh unless that uh series those series ends real quick but uh I don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens and what's going on here oh no excuse me uh for going on a little bit of a tangent here but Seems like my computer has frozen. I could be wrong. Uh, this is not good. If you're still hearing this, uh, this this will be for, this will make for a uh, if you heard that entire uh, part, uh, this will make for a. Oh wait a minute. Oh nope, we're good. Okay, so I just literally went on a almost like a 45 second tangent about my computer nearly freezing. So, uh, sorry about that folks, but, uh, and I, I thought the, uh, I thought the, uh, or Google, I thought Google Chrome froze. So I thought the recording would have stopped anyway. Yeah. I'm going to save baseball for, uh, another episode. Uh, let me, uh, let me finish this off with some NBA talk. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, the, the conference finals, 
It's been interesting. The conference finals has been interesting. I mean, we're only one game in. I mean, well, one game in if you're, you know, watching the Celtics Heat series, but if you're watching the uh, Nuggets Lakers series, uh, there are two games in now. Uh, the Nuggets are up two games to none. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. Uh, yeah, for the rest of the series. But uh, yeah, let's let's get let's get right into the uh, second round recaps. So uh, to conclude uh, the episode, sorry if you uh, heard me stutter uh, right uh, there uh, because I was having a little bit of. Uh, almost technical difficulties because uh, Google Chrome was uh, kind of frozen for a minute. Well, I wouldn't say frozen, but it, it acted like it was frozen. So, and then it basically cut my uh, episode, car, cut, uh, cut off the first part of the uh, episode, not even at the 30 minute uh, limit. So if you heard me uh, say that first part, uh, Again, uh, if you heard me repeat myself, uh, that's probably why. Uh, when I said let's get right into the uh, second round, it's because the uh, episode basically cut itself off uh, on its own, or part one of the episode uh, cut itself on on its own because, of course, you know, Google Chrome uh, being very slow today, which uh, I do not appreciate. Anyway, enough of that. Enough of the technical difficulties. Uh, let's get into the second round recaps, and then I'll wrap up the episode. Uh, yeah, let's do a quick recap. Lakers beat the Warriors in six. Uh, not really surprising, considering how well the Lakers played that series. And I mean, I, I mean everyone on the Lakers team, not just like LeBron or AD, but like everyone, everyone. That entire team, like LeBron, like I said, LeBron, AD, uh, Lonnie Walker, uh, Austin Reeves, uh, Rui Hachimura, literally just about everyone on that team. Uh, it was a f complete team effort, and it showed. The Lakers looked really good in that series, but now, of course, they're down 2-0 to the Nuggets. So uh, they they have some work in front of them. Uh, anyway, moving along, uh, the Nuggets, uh, beat the Suns in six. Uh, I'm kind of surprised, but at the same time, not really, uh, because the Nuggets have been dominant basically all season, but at the same time, I thought that series would have won seven games, uh, consi considering the talent the Suns have, you know, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Kevin Durant, obviously. But uh, just wasn't meant to be. And then what else? Uh, the Heat beat the Knicks in six. Uh, not really totally surprised that the Heat won that series. Kind of surprised that it went as long as it did. Uh, but, uh, hey, a series win is a series win. So the Heat got the job done in round two. And the Celtics beat the 76ers in round two uh, on the other Eastern Conference 
uh, second round matchup. I'm not surprised about this one at all. Like it does not shock me at all. These sell when it comes to the playoffs, these Celtics quite literally own the 76ers. The every single year, and I this is every year I've watched the playoffs. Uh, every year I've watched the NBA, every year I've watched the NBA playoffs, especially as of late, every time the Celtics and Sixers have met in the postseason, these Celtics beat them. Whether in six, five, four, you know, seven, whatever it is, they always beat the Sixers. The Celtics have their number. They, The Celtics have their number. And that really should not surprise anyone. Uh, even, you know, even the fact, even though, you know, the Sixers have the MVP on their team, they have the league MVP, Joel, Joel Embiid, and they still couldn't get the job done. It's, it'll be interesting to see what the uh, 76ers do in the offseason. That's a team to keep your eye on in the offseason. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's about it. Wanted to get in my recap uh, of the second round. But uh, as it stands for the conference finals for the NBA, uh, Denver, the Denver Nuggets have a 2-0 series lead against the Lakers. And the Miami Heat are up 1-0 against the Celtics. Game 2 is tonight at 8.30 uh, for the Celtics Heat series. So I'll be trying. I'll I'll try to watch a little bit of that. I don't know, though. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. So uh, with that being said, this has been your host, LT Nasty. This has been episode 69 of the podcast. I will see you in episode 70. And uh, yeah, see you in all, see you all in a about a week or two. Peace.